0: Hey, this is Joey Rumble. I'm the pastor of Summerbrook Church in Somerville, South Carolina, and this is our podcast. I hope the message you listen to today speaks to your heart and helps you connect with Jesus and grow in Him. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the message. Hey, Summerbrook, how you doing? Good to see you in the house as well as online. Great to have you here. If you would, men in the house right now, if you would, go ahead and pull out your men's breakfast flyer in your info guide and wave it at me. You go ahead and do that. Come on, man. Let's get a little fanning going here. Go ahead and pick it out and uh, grab it. And then if you get a pen, it is this Saturday at March 11th at 8 a.m., five bucks a person. We're going to eat. We're going to worship. We're going to meet with God from his word. It's going to be great. If you go ahead and put your name and email address there, and at the end of the service, you can place it in a, a bucket so we can uh, be ready for how many people are coming. You, you Feel free to bring some friends with you as well. And uh, if you don't have your five bucks with you today, that's fine. Bring it with you Saturday. You can also sign up online with the QR code there as well. Super fired up about Saturday. Man, you don't want to miss. It is going to be a great day as we meet with God. Also, if you're new here at Summerbrook, there's a welcome home card in the info guide. You'd pull that out and fill that out as well as we dive in uh, to the message today uh, of uh, wisdom's cry. Go ahead and pull out your message notes and we're going to journey together. Years ago, Jenny and I were leading a small group and I was talking about uh, some decisions we made that were wrong and all of a sudden I paused and I looked at Jenny, I was like, who did we run that decision by before we made it? And, and, and I said, it would have been really good if we would have ran that decision by someone before we made it. And, and reflecting on it, there's been times where uh, we've made some decisions that we regret because uh, they weren't wise. And what I've learned in pastoring uh, all these years now is that we weren't alone. Uh, many of us, we've made these decisions that we regret, that we wish they would have been Uh, wiser decisions, and that's why I'm loving that we're in this series, Simplify, because I really believe you can go to God's Word and learn to make wise decisions in all areas of life. So let's dive in together. Proverbs chapter 1, 20 and 21. Wisdom cries aloud in the street. In the markets, she raises her voice. At the head of the noisy street, she cries out. At the entrance of the city gates, she speaks. Wisdom is calling out. Wisdom here is not hiding. So, I, so why is it seem sometimes so difficult to be able to, to grasp uh, God's wisdom in our life? Why is it so difficult? I really believe that we're not looking for it, we're we're not listening to it, and, and that there's noisy streets. Uh, God's wisdom's available. But there are so many distractions, so much noise that it hinders us from receiving the wisdom of God. The ways of the world are noisy and can drown out God's wisdom calling out. And God, God is calling loudly. It's not like God, uh, God's voice is 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 just really quiet. Scripture here says that wisdom is calling out, but we can miss it. And so why, why do we miss it? We're, I believe that several reasons. We're distracted. Uh, we don't come away uh, to hear from God enough. Uh, I believe the, the distractions of worries of life, and I also think uh, uh, whether it's TV our phones, uh, internet, whatever, all those things that can be good, healthy things at, at times can also be very unhealthy and can distract us from hearing God's wisdom call out to us. I think another one is in the book of Psalms. As you'll be reading through the Psalms, sometimes what you'll see is it'll go on, it's really inspiring, and then all of a sudden it'll go Selah. And that word "sela" means pause. And I love it that so many times in the Psalms it'll just go Selah, pause. If we're gonna hear wisdom's cry, we need to just spend those moments of Selah. Just come away, pause, and reflect on the goodness of the Lord. To to hear the cry, there we, we need to find those pockets, those moments throughout our day to just have those selah moments, those pause moments where we can hear wisdom's cry. For not careful, uh, if we don't control the noise, the, if we don't control it, and what I mean by that, all of these other distractions, if we don't control it, it will control us. If we don't limit it, it will limit us in our walk with God. So we got to make sure that we seize it, that we control it, and that we limit it, so it doesn't control us or limit us. Now I jumped around a little bit in your notes here today, so where we. If you have your message notes out, we're going to actually dive a little bit lower and then come back to the middle. In Proverbs chapter 8, verse 1 through 5, Scripture shares, does not wisdom call, does not understanding raise her voice. On the heights, beside the way, at the crossroads, she takes her stand. Beside the gates, in front of the town, at the entrance of the portals, she cries aloud. To you, O men, I call, and my cry is to the children of men. O simple ones, learn prudence. O fools, learn sense. In this passage of Scripture, uh, it, it presents that wisdom is at the crossroads. And why we're uh, in this series of, of uh, Simplify, uh, what I'm learning is, is we as Christ followers, we need to just start making wiser decisions. We we need to start uh, really just making uh, some decisions that are wise and not dumb, not unwise. Uh, we we got to really look into Scripture to just start making some solid decisions that that, that don't um, uh, cause a whole bunch of mess in our lives. And, and here, this this passage in Proverbs eight one through five shares that wisdom is at the crossroads. Uh, this means. Uh, the crossroads, the place where the paths meet, literally between the paths. This assures that many will be walking by. The gates are the, the place of civic business. Archaeologists have uncovered within the city gate structure side rooms that may have been used for such meetings. So in this passage of scripture in Proverbs 8, we see that wisdom is calling out in the public square Four different descriptions, the heights, the meeting of the paths, the gates, and the entrances show that she has chosen to stand where she can be heard by the greatest number. This means that wisdom is not hiding, that it is crying out to us. And every one of us are every day at a crossroads and making decisions daily, some of those smaller decisions that need God's wisdom. And others are some pretty weighty, big decisions. Learning God's wisdom to be able to see life from Jesus's perspective, from the Lord's perspective. So, what decisions are you needing to make right now? Where you at the you are at the crossroads between the paths? Um, so, I, I love. Thinking about it, when we take steps, we're going to look at another passage here in a moment. When we take steps that the Lord's called us to, and we're we're we take this step, and then we're taking another step of following the Lord and making a decision. And when I when I have these um little white squares, remember I'm a, a teenager of the '80s, so I can't help but think of uh, Michael Jackson and Billie Jean, where he would walk on the the song Billie Jean, where he would walk on the the squares and they'd light up. Any of y'all, the uh, teenagers of the '80s, remember that? All right, we got some cool. And so they would light up, and then what he does is uh, he would it would light up, and then he would do that spin. You know that I'll, I'll, I won't attempt to do it like he could, but uh, but I did attempt Thriller one time. We were we were uh, they had invited some people up to dance to Thriller, and they said, "Hey, we'll train you in it for five minutes." And some of my family members went up on stage in the uh, in front of the crowd, and they trained us in Thriller. And I was dancing to Thriller, and I thought I was the coolest thing. I'm telling you, because I was trained in it, I thought, man, I am cool. I mean, I was just like, I, I mean, I, I thought I was just killing it. Thriller, I mean, I, I, I was Michael Jackson uh, 2.0 on dancing thing. And, and uh, But one mistake happened. They videotaped it. I watched it afterwards. I looked so dumb. I, I wish they hadn't videotaped it because it really helped my confidence. I thought, hey, I, this guy can dance. I can do this. And it was pretty bad, so I won't go any farther into Billie Jean dance. But in our walk with the Lord, we take these steps. We're on this journey and of taking wise steps. And so we, take, as the Lord reveals, we take these steps. And then what happens, there's these times where we can take some steps and it makes sense. Other times, we're at a crossroads where we can uh, go left or right. We just we just need wisdom from God in between the paths. Uh, we're we're in, in this dilemma. How do we make the right decision? And God is not there with a carrot dangling and jerking in the way. He wants you to make wise decisions, and that that's why we want to simplify and get back to God's word of how to make wise decisions. But here's the thing. Some of these weighty decisions we're making, if you go left, heavy consequences that will mess up your life. If you go right, a lot of blessing and victory. So it's a big deal. And and then as you have people following you, that if you go left the wrong way and they're following you, you get it. It's a big deal. There's a lot at stake, so we got to get this right. The good news is, wisdom is crying out, as Craig shared. Uh, wisdom can be found by you if you ask for it, but we got to ask for it. We got those Salem moments, those times where we we quiet ourselves. And this is another one I believe will help us in Ephesians five to make wise decisions. Ephesians five fifteen and sixteen, because this is where I think about steps so often. I'll read it to you. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. So let's look carefully at this passage. Uh, let's break it down. The first one here, it says, look carefully how you walk. we got to really give careful attention to how we walk. We can't just be aimless. We can't just just. Well, whatever, we'll just make the decision. If I'm wrong, no big deal. No, no, there's a lot at stake here. We need to look carefully how we walk. Number two, the scripture says, not as unwise, but as wise. Number three, make the best use of our time. Our time is important, and so we need to make the best use of our time to honor the Lord. And number four, the days are evil. That part that makes me think of urgency. We live in a day and time; the days are evil. There needs to be this urgency about living wisely, so no time is wasted for the Lord. So, in learning how to make these wise decisions, uh, Psalms forty-three, three uh, is so inspiring to me. It says, "Send out, send out your light and your truth. Let them lead me; let them bring me to your holy hill, to your dwelling, God." as the psalmist is crying out, Lord, send out your light, send out your truth to lead me in the path. God's gonna honor that prayer. Proverbs 2, 3 and 5, through 5 shares this. If you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like silver and search for it as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the The knowledge of God. This scripture is telling us that you need to give your whole life pursuit to wisdom. That it doesn't need to be a part-time hobby. That your whole life needs to be given over to wisdom. uh, Calling out for it through prayer. Through spending time in God's word. Through investing in relationships to receive godly counsel. Uh, I just was in Next Steps the, right before the service started, and we were talking about steps they were taking in the Lord. Why uh, is what they're doing to get godly uh, wisdom and, and, and start to make some godly steps? So I asked you a question this morning. Are you giving your whole life to the pursuit of God and his wisdom, or is it just a side hobby? If it's just a side hobby, Scripture is, uh, you're not going to get all of God's wisdom he has for you. Scripture is very clear about that. Your whole heart, everything, you got to pursue it as for hidden treasure. And God says it will be found by you. Another way to do this is by remaining teachable, that you you continue to stay uh, teachable. Let's continue on in our journey in Proverbs. As we, we lay some foundation here. Next week, uh, we're going to look at living prudently in so many areas. We're going to get very practical about depression, anxiety, uh, so many of these and many, many, many others of how to live prudently in your life. And But we really want to continue to lay a strong foundation of uh, getting wisdom and, and your journey at the crossroads where the paths meet, how to have this foundation of life, and then we'll get even more practical next week. Foundation in the Lord as you take steps. Uh, n- last week, Tanner spoke on how the fear of the Lord is foundational. Matter of fact, Proverbs seven says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. And if you missed his talk, uh, uh, his message, I would encourage you to watch it online. Proverbs 8, 13, the fear of the Lord is hatred of evil, pride and arrogance, and the way of evil and perverted speech I hate. Proverbs 9, 10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. These passages are showing us that the fear of the Lord is foundational to wisdom. Uh, Tanner shared, and and I'm just going to give you a snapshot of it. He shared last week, New Testament, this isn't Old Testament, in Acts chapter 5 where uh, Ananias and Sapphira lied to God about what they were doing and God struck them down. I'll say again, New Testament, not Old Testament. And and I'm just going to take one verse here, Acts 5.11. And great fear came upon the whole church and upon all who heard these things. The meaning of the Greek here for great is intense, terrible. So you had this intense, terrible fear that came upon the church. The meaning of the Greek here for fear is a word used most frequently in the New Testament to describe holy fear, and it's defined as fear, terror, reverence, respect, honor. And Paul uses this same word when he writes, when referring to fear here, when he writes to the church at Philippi. In Philippians 2, 12, it says, therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now not only as in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Work out your own salvation in fear and trembling. As we give our hearts to the Lord, as we trust in Christ, the finished work of what he did on the cross, and receive salvation, a gift by faith and grace of what God did for us. The way we grow up in our walk with God, grow up in our salvation, maturing in our salvation is through fear and trembling. Hebrews uh, 6, 1 and 2 shares, Therefore, Let us leave the elementary doctrine of Christ and go on to maturity, not laying again a foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God and of instruction about washings, the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. I just want to land on one area here that the understanding of eternal judgment is elementary. That is it's one of these elementary teachings that we should have grounded in us. Uh, this eternal judgment that every one of us are going to face the judgment seat of Christ. And so there needs to be this holy fear that we're going to stand before God one day. And, and this is what's so important. Uh, we, uh, man, I just got, uh, I'm just full of, uh, I want us to grasp this. I believe a Christ follower who really understands the love of God and the fear of God together, look out. Look out what that Christ follower can do. When you start to know the love of God and how much he loves you and you love him in return, and and then you understand, you're starting to grasp more and more of the holy fear of God, that God is in charge, that he is holy, that he requires, expects, obedience, that when he says to do something we follow, we say, yes, Lord, that he is Savior and Lord, that he came in grace and truth, and that, that love of God and fear of God, that we this joining, those the grasping in a healthy way as a Christian, as you do that, I believe you can really mature in the Lord. So each one of us is going to approach the judgment seat of Christ. Our lives, yes, as we've placed our faith and trust in Christ, man, we're saved. We're we're going to heaven. Thank God for that. But we're going to approach the Lord. and, and, And actually, as we stand before the Lord, our life will be before the Lord. Think about it. That is scary. We need to really give thought to decisions we're making. That if God says to go right, we go right. God says to go left, we go left. When I'm uh, approached before the Lord and, and, and all those times where uh, I was disobedient or I, I lived for myself and not pleasing unto the Lord, that's all going to be before the Lord. There needs to be this grasp of each one of you are going to face the lord and the people that are following you your family the uh, you, the place that you, the places you have influence of others you impact as they're following you where they're going that is a huge deal of uh, the decisions they're making in their life you know i um uh jenny and i were just at a lead couples uh gathering of pastors and uh uh, John and Lisa Bevere were speaking at it, and they're just legendary. They've been uh, ministering throughout the world for years and years and years. Pre- uh, developed all kinds of Bible study growth material through the years. Just amazing. But um, I love what, uh, in the, as a matter of fact, John Bevere just came out with a book about two weeks ago or less. On the fear of God, and it's called titled "The Awe of God" by John Vivere. And as I was reading it, there there was a point as I was uh, reading one of the chapters in it recently, within after the conference, that he was meeting with this uh, minister that had a moral failure, and he had blown it. and 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 John was asking him some questions: How how could you? Fall out of love with God here, and how could you have done this? And you know, and just asking him at once, he listened to him for a significant period of time. And the minister paused him, said, No, 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 I love God the entire time I was sinning. I, I loved God. He goes, What I didn't do, I didn't fear God. Wow. And John goes on to write this. I want to read it to you. He says this, after spending 40 years of prayer, study, and ministry in every state in America and 60 nations, he shares this. He believes there is a dumbing down of holy fear, that this, he feels, is a root cause of a lot of the problems we're experiencing as a church. That's why I'm, and as Christians, that's why I'm absolutely convinced that we got to make sure that, man, when we have the love of God and the fear of God in a healthy way, look out what God can do. A healthy grasp of this and that God is holy and requires obedience, he's in charge, a holy fear. So I asked you a question here this morning. Do you fear God? Do you? Do you fear God? And where and, and where are you lacking that fear of God, that reverence for God? Could you imagine if we grew in a healthy grasp that God loves you and is holy and requires obedience? He's in charge, this holy fear. I believe a lot of Christians, uh, that we can really grow in both of these. And as we lean into both, wow, what God can do in our midst. Let's pray together. And as as heads are bowed, and this is between you and the Lord. You're like, man, I need wisdom. There's some decisions right now I'm needing to make that I need God's wisdom for. I'm at a crossroads when no one looking around you say hey I need wisdom I need prayer if that's you just slip your hand up where you are Amen We're going to pray for you Amen Others of you You feel in your life that you're lacking a healthy fear of God a holy fear that God is all powerful that God is in control and that we are to submit our Lord, our lives to his lordship. If right now you're feeling like you're lacking that holy fear of God in your life, we want to pray for you. Just slip your hand up where you are. Go ahead, lift your hands up where you are. We're going to pray over that holy fear of God in your life. Let's all, as I lead you in prayer, let's pray together out loud and, and repeat with me. Lord Jesus, God, I need wisdom. I feel like my life is at a crossroads right now. And I'm calling out for your wisdom. Show me the way I should go, God. Lord, I pray that you would help my eyes be open to a healthy fear of you. That I would realize that, God, you're all-knowing and you're all-powerful, that you love me. But my disobedience dishonors you. Father, I pray that you would help me be obedient to what you reveal. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.